Good afternoon. It's June 15th, 2023. The time is 5.30 p.m. Uh, my name is Val Gravel. I'm Ray Gravel. I'm Larry Large. And this is the Bum Ankles. We like to get centered here. We like to get everything together. And feng shui. We like to get our feng shui all good to go before we start podcasting about Minnesota sports. So uh, follow along at home. We're going to recite the Minnesota Sports Podcasters Oath. I state your name. I state your name. Larry Large. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. Do solemnly swear. Try to do it together. No. That I will not read ads. That I will not read ads. That I will always hate the media. That I will always hate the media. Except Mina Kimes. Except Mina Kimes. That the fans shall forever be fucked. That the fans shall forever be fucked. Especially Mina Kimes. Especially Mina Kimes. That the coasts falling into the sea is a consummation devoutly to be wished. That the coasts falling into the sea is a consummation devoutly to be wished. I think I nailed it. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. Forever and ever. So say we all. So, so say, say we, we all. All right, let's talk about sports. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you feel ready to podcast now? <laughs> never, uh, never more than Mina right Kimes, now. Uh, one of one of my favorite, not the favorite, but probably my second favorite reading series. The weird. All right, let's talk about the twins. It's interesting. Like you know, we do the show uh, arbitrarily for podcasting reasons every week. Interesting how much of a difference a week makes, and also just because I end up beyond recording the podcast, I listen to it at least twice. Um, right. How big of a difference the week can make? Because last week we were we were sort of discussing uh, whether or not the dooming was warranted. Right. Correct. And now we find ourselves after being swept in Tampa, we. Uh, won two out of three against the Blue Jays, and then in Toronto, in Toronto, two game sweep against the Brewers, which is still a sweep. But you know, you, know, yeah. you don't. They don't make the schedule. I still think it stinks that for whatever reason we get instead of just getting two series against the Brewers, we still have the two at home, two on the road split. Yeah, I think that, that stinks. That, I don't like it either. Why is it still? They like always that? do that, but it's, it's not back to back anymore. It's your cross, it's your cross league rival. Like that's how that is like set up. Yeah, like, it's because they're the only ones you do a home and home with. And also, right, it yeah. makes more sense that you do the home and home back to back than whatever they're doing now. You know, it's. Weird. I'd rather it just know. be two, three game series. Yeah, and have them be scheduled whenever the fuck you want. Take a couple games off the division. You already did. But but I think one of the most one of the biggest developments this week has been that Carlos Correa is like overnight just suddenly on fire. Ooh, 
My, my foot doesn't hurt anymore. Maybe. My foot no longer hurts at all. My Folks, fo- let me tell you, Carlos Correa had a walk-off Were home you run, guys at and that I, game? I was there. You were there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ray was supposed to come with it. us, but Ray, Ray wasn't. We I'm probably going to insert the Corey Provis call, because when I... Yeah, he was pumped. Here's yeah. where I was when that happened. I was at my girlfriend's apartment, and we were hammered. Nice. We That's a great state of mind to be in for a walk She and I are both unemployed, sadly. And it was a real Tuesday night, three bottles of wine between two people situation. Sick. But I had, she was like working or something. So I was in the other room listening to the, the game on my phone. And then I went back where she was to talk to her about something. And then f- from the other side of the apartment, she just hears Corey Provis screaming. And she's like, you better get in there and see what's happening. <laughs> it's like, oh, they won. It's fine. Rhea did not have a walk-off hit as a twin last year. And the 1-1, a blast to left field. Back it goes. Deep it goes. Twins win. Twins win. The Minnesota Twins win it. Carlos Correa off the ribbon board in left field. A game-ending, a game-winning two-run homer. And the Twins walk off Milwaukee 7-5 here at Target Field. We took Devin Williams' airbender changeup and shoved it up his ass. Well, it was... He crushed he that was a, yeah. Incredible. Laser so, beam. I, so Ray, yeah, you talk Ray about it. That's yes, more interesting go, than my story. To go with us, but it ended up being... It was myself and Ray's husband. I uh, had, a, had a great old time at the ballpark, sitting in the very last row. <laughs> Yeah, which I which I love. We get a nice cross breeze up there, but it was a really fun game. Good one to watch. It's always fun when the Brewers are in town. Those are fun games to go to just because the crowd's rowdy and there's it's a like lot of Brewers. Like Blue Jays game. Same with yes. Blue. Oh, yeah, very similar. Having worked at uh, Target Field for five years, it like it is sort of cool. The one cool thing about there only being one Canadian baseball team now is that everyone in Canada is a Blue Jays fan. And so any team that is in the, above the Mason-Dixon line, or in our case, uh, very close very close to Winnipeg. Because I bet like Detroit gets a shitload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, Detroit does that, too. Anyone but, that's close to Canada. Yeah. Because Seattle gets a ton of the players. The Yankees get a ton. Seattle gets a ton. But we get all the Winnipeggers that drive down. For the for the Blue Jays series and Manitoba. but they like they sell out when the Blue Jays are in town. Yeah. But um, anyway, the game same with the Brewers, same with the White Sox. Unfortunately, but the game was great. Pablo had one rough inning where he, he yeah, <laughs> he, see, it appears to be his thing. But he had I think he ended up with nine strikeouts through six. Yeah, he did. Yep, um, he was wobbly and, he, and, and then he and got better. Yeah, it was after that because that yeah. happened when um that was the third inning I think, and we were. I think getting food. Uh, that, that was when we, we had stepped out to, to grab a bite, and I was like, oh, and now here come the Brewers, and they're hitting. And we got back to our seats, and then it was like, oh, and now he's just, like, cruising. Because it was, like, the next two innings after that, at least, it was just, like, boom, boom, boom. He was just getting – it was, like, strikeout, strikeout, comebacker, strikeout, comebacker. Yeah. Uh, so that, that he was – in the groove for sure. It so seems like at the beginning he needs to settle in. Right, right. Um but he started out pretty strong too. It was just oh, that yeah. it was the third inning was just it was tough. Um, well, and that can also be like Julian had two hits that game, and I think he had one. Has he that had led any one hit games? 
I feel like he gets on base a minimum of and two he's, times. And he's got a bunch of doubles. I think he's hit yeah. four doubles in the I mean, last five A lot of doubles, games. a lot of walks. He is looking like yeah. kind of like the real deal. Right. Uh, and him so and, and Solano's been really good. Solano yeah. had Donnie a great week, and he had a really good game that game. Donnie Barrels had a couple good series in a row. Uh, what else happened in that game? Michael uh, Taylor. Larnick hit a bomb, right? Or no, no, no. no Michael Taylor hit a bomb, yeah. didn't he? Yes, but Farmer hit one because yeah. they, they they scored th- the Brewers scored three and the Twins came back immediately and scored two. Yeah. That was the one where I think it was Solano hit the one to right field that I don't know someone hit one to right field that the right fielder just missed that got under his glove and rolled past him. We were picking on the the Brewers yeah. right fielder. He yes. was having a nightmare game out there because Gelich then hit a home run in like the yeah. seventh. Yeah, he had a two run of, bomb. Was it off of? He looks good. I'm trying to think of who he hit the home He's run. He's so off good. Of. If and it was De Leon like, or I think it was De Leon. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. like one of um, De Leon's few bad outings, because uh, Winder came in. And didn't Winder give pitched up any the last runs. two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we totally fucked them over because they blew their bullpen on the first game. Yeah. Right, yeah, and yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. but it was really like Yelich hit the home run, and I totally, totally thought like, ah, that might be. That's the, tough. The, the bats just aren't doing it, and then they, they. Got the threat going in the eighth inning, and this is oh and that, yeah. that's after Farmer hit a home run as well. Right, that's, yeah. I was going to say that we got because one, they, we were was, chipping they away. Scored, they scored three, we scored two. They scored two, we scored one. So it was like at least we're following counter punching. Yeah. So we're like we're staying in the game. They get to the eighth inning and they get a guy on, and Royce Lewis is due up. Royce Lewis also in the game hit a single and got thrown out by a mile trying to stretch it <laughs> into a double. And really hot, and he's been really good, and he's coming up as the tying run in the eighth inning. Oh, is this one they and pulled they him for Kepler? And they fucking pinch hit Max Kepler. Yeah. I, guys, I was, I literally like arms in the air. There's, get... there's a guy sitting right in front of us who's got a Kepler no! jersey on. No! And he's, and you can tell it. He's like, he's, he, he wants so hard to like for Max to go. He's like, oh come on. And I'm, I'm just sitting right behind him, just being like, fucking son of a bitch. I can't believe they fucking brought this piece of shit in here. And I was like, I was literally like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose my shit if he gets out. I got, I've got a boo locked and loaded. He, he eventually took a walk. Thank yeah. God. But I, I was really like, I was like, I'm. I'm probably gonna be pretty mean if I don't he like this if guy. he gets up. Well, then the next batter was it was Jeffers was due up next, and they pitched. and he's hot. And no, he's not. He's uh, not. <laughs> he what? Well, he's you know what? Like hundred OP. You know yeah. what? You know what? Uh, you know what jinxed him is that Aaron Gleeman column about yeah. about him being better than Christian Vasquez. I agree. Well, he should stop writing. He's coming this way. Quick, swing the camera around. <laughs> I hate the media! I have the stats for this week over there. Look at them. They're literally our two worst hitters right now. Yeah. Uh, oh, well, and they're, if your catchers are your two worst hitters, it's... Va- Vasquez, I expect to be one of our worst hitters. Yeah. Jeffers has had a bad week. But point being, they pinch hit Larnick right after that. So I was really like, why didn't you just pinch hit him in the first place if you were going to pinch hit a lefty anyway? I'd rather have seen right. Larnick than Kepler. Yeah. Like, it ended up not, and then Larnick hit one that I thought was going to be a home run, at least from where I was sitting, and so I, like, rose to my feet. Yeah. Oh, my God. They lowered the bases for Gallo. Just and he took, right down he took the a 3-2 pitch right down the pipe. My man, Just a slider right down the middle. My man guessed fastball. What do you mean you like to watch? I like to watch. He just looked at it. It was just like, fuck. 
Oh, yeah. Taken the whole way. It's just like, I felt bad for him because it's just like, oh. Well, and it was his first game back, too. Yeah. And he hit, a, he hit a double. He's had two games. He's gone one yeah, for three in both of walk. them. Like, that's exactly what you want out of him. So. Right. Yeah. I will say, when I saw on the game cast Kepler pinch hit for Royce Lewis, all I could think about was in The Matrix when uh, Cypher's selling them out and the agents are coming and they're in that building, like that building with the big staircase. And, and she goes, Oh, no, please don't. Not like this. Not like this. Too late. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay, yes. That yes. was what I was thinking of, is just her not looking like up this. at the camera going, Not like That's this. That's basically how I reacted. But I, I was so bad. But then they... They almost let it get away. I think Winder let him get a couple guys on the ninth, and I was really like, oh, we're one hit away from this being just kind of over. It was almost basically over already as it was. Down two to the Brewers in the ninth inning is basically Right, that, that's that's kind of mm-hmm. how it feels. And, mm-hmm. I've, and I I brought this up uh, as we went into the ninth inning. I said when I've seen the Twins beat the Yankees one time, mm-hmm. and they were down 5-3 to three going into mm-hmm. the ninth inning. This was 2021. And Jorge Polanco led off with a single. Then Josh Donaldson came up and hit one into the upper deck. Okay. Off Chapman. Off of Chapman. Oh, Chapman. And then Asadio came up and hit a single on the first pitch. Nelson Cruz came up, swung at the first pitch, and hit it in, <laughs> into the batter's eye in center to win the game. We went one, two, three, four, and won the game seven to five. The craziest end of a game I've ever witnessed was as a service employee, but it was a situation where when I used to work in the suite level, and the thing about the suites is uh, none of them, are, no one that no one that attends the game in the suites are fans. If it goes into overtime, er, overtime, if it goes into extra innings, the suites are empty except one, and you just have to sit there and wait for them to leave. And so I was sitting in one of the empty suites watching the game, and I swear to, it was against t- Toronto, and I want to say it was Buxton. But the, it, it was in a game uh, Larry was at. The Buxton walk-off home run in extra innings? No. Well, it may not have been Buxton. It was the, it was the walk-off walk. Oh, I no. saw a walk-off basis-loaded walk against Toronto. And I forget. It might have been Maurer. It might have been remember. like Maurer's last season. I can remember the Twins winning on a walk-off hit by pitch. Yeah, Ronald Torres. Yes. <laughs> I swear, I might be misremembering this. I swear to God, they lo- they like walked them full and then walked in sure. the winning run. Sure. I, I, like, I, 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 I had the first two walk-off home runs I ever saw in person were on back-to-back days. Ooh. And it was uh, uh, Rosario against the Padres and Buxton against the Blue Jays on back-to-back nights. It was yeah. amazing. Oh, sick. Uh, but... Back to the, the current. Uh, back to so current I, I, I brought up the Yankee story, and I said this at the game. I was like, so it was basically the same scenario, and we just went one, two, three, four. And then just <laughs> Michael Taylor comes up and bombs over the fence, one. which I went, I went he nuts, guys. Once I, in a while. He's got 10 home runs. Yeah, he's he's, he's, like he's second pace. on the team. He's right yeah. behind Gallo. He's like on pace at like 28 or yeah. something. Correa I, secretly has like nine or 10 I, as well. I, I went nuts. I was, really like, <laughs> I was really like, I can't believe we saw Michael A. bomb. I'm so, I was like, even if we lose, that was awesome. <laughs> and and the, I love this because a guy in our section – as the fans are going nuts, a Brewers fan just goes scoreboard, which just wait, wait three batters, right. buddy, because then Julian drew a walk and they pinch great ran. At bat. Wi- they yeah, great at yeah, bat. Yeah, didn't he come back from O two? O two. He's had a couple come back from O two walks. It, it really he's does inc- like all the stuff they said about him. 
hyping him up. It's like, okay, I see it. Well, yes. and the other thing is, is like, oh, he takes a lot of walks in AAA. Cool. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I'm expecting that walk rate to go to be cut in half if he I ever went in the majors. Too. Yeah, but even so, like he's still it's walking still, an yeah. incredible amount. Exactly. His walk rate was so good in AAA that they were like, well, even if he like stinks at getting walks relatively in the majors, it's right. better than RT. The rest. He of sees RT. a lot of pitches. Correct. Is in and that's the secret. I never feel like he's trying to walk. I feel yeah, like he's he's, he's trying got to an it. excellent eye and he's waiting for his pitch and that means he walks a lot. But he made Devin Williams work, man. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was great at bat. And then they pinch ran Willie for him who came in and stole second base. He did the Dave Roberts in the against like Mariano Rivera stuff. He's like, I'm stealing. It was th- this <laughs> hey! this was what just like the, the saga of Willie Castro here was Yelling one of my favorite back. things I've ever seen in person. Because like going. He, you could like tell just from him taking his lead, he was like oh he's ready to go. He was a, a mile off the Yeah, base. and so it's <laughs> they almost he, picked him off. He, he takes off, and he, I, I was just like, let's fucking go, come on. He wanted to steal in the first pitch, but got a shitty jump, so it went like three steps, and then it was just like, I got to go back. Mm-hmm. And then like almost got thrown out, almost came off the base yeah. at second. Just a nightmare. And then ran through the stop sign. He's running like Eddie Rosario out there, but he's faster. So at least there's that. Right, because then Solano came up and hit a single. And he should have been dead. He should have been out by a mile. Yeah. It was and, just and a, a shitty throw. Terrible throw. A terrible throw to the home. Throw beat him even. And it was just like bad enough that it didn't matter. No, just that they, they should have had Weird. him out by a mile, but he ran through the stop sign and he got in there. Then Correa came up and he bashed one he off the facing of the second. Obliterated <laughs> that ball. That's when when it's like when his swing like looks good because like it was, I, I thought like the same no thing. doubter I thought the on same the thing. replay. Oh yeah. yeah, I thought the same thing when he um in the the game the next day when he hit the triple, uh, going the other way he high sw- off the wall. His, he his swing smoked is like, that one. His swing is beautiful, but it like it obviously looks like shit if his timing's not right because mm-hmm. he just hits pop ups over and over. But when it's like when he's grooving it, like it's just rockets <laughs> everywhere. It's insane. He's so good. Hopefully he can keep. It. He has like a nine twenty OPS in like his last however he many games, scored so. like. Half the team's runs, yeah. In that series, I mean, in in, in the or yeah. he he in hit him in, he, he hit them in or he scored drove half. Into and I think scored it. Yeah, yeah, he had a so. big triple yesterday. Yeah, the triple was yeah. a double RBI, and then he got hit in. So, so I mean, that's like almost all of our I runs. Mean, and we saw this at the end of September or in September last year when he was the only player yeah. playing well, and he was like going out of his fucking mind. Absolutely. And then the rest of the team was just like. It's, don't worry about it. It's not happening. I really hope that we really appreciate everything you're doing. The the guy in front of me did like he he was like taking a video, <laughs> and I I hope he has has somewhere uh, recording of me saying this because like I gave us a nice shout when this happened. <laughs> I, I yelled out, "Kevin, motherfucking Correa! <laughs> it's Kevin! So it's he, Kevin!" I hope somewhere some guy's got a video of me in the background yelling out, "Kevin!" Correa. And he's just like K dot Correa twins jersey. <laughs> <That> fucking moron. <laughs> uh, well, and it's interesting. Um, I just wanted a quick aside for. Uh, I guess he's a twin. But that I, Isaiah Kiner Falefa stole home. He did a straight oh, steal of home. I did. I was watching that game Twins last legend. night. That was pretty cool. Twins legend. Uh, but also speaking of Twins legends, Rod Carew still hold, holds the stolen home record. I think he was fourteen for seventeen stealing home. <laughs> it's easy for me. <laughs> but if you see some of the replays on that, it's like guys with insanely slow wind-ups. Yeah, and they're just not and paying attention. They're not paying attention and. 
he starts with I'd say a thirty foot. Yeah, lead. they're probably left. It's almost always lefties. Yeah, you can mm-hmm. steal home off of if they're not paying oh, yeah, attention. They, 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 like turn, they turn their back to you. Off the <laughs> You're like, come on, come on, come, come on, on, you motherfucker. Uh, uh, so back to the back to the twi- <laughs> actual so twins. yeah so that's a big I mean and and Devin Williams had like a point nine ER or like a insane like I think it might have even been like point two or something insane like that and he yeah. hadn't blown a save yet well that's what Corey Provis said is he was like uh, he's the he, best reliever in baseball he probably. tweeted the uh, other he than Durant he tweeted the call because he was like you know he'd never blown a save all season but I had a feeling so I turned my camera on. So he Hell has yeah. video of right, the call. Right, he has his little like. He has his little side video. That's amazing. But it's just like this. You know what he should do? He should get one of those. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. There's a there's a there's a Radiohead in studio live show that they released on YouTube once years ago, and all of them have the little camera on top of the mic. So yeah. it like the fi- what they should have is Corey Provis have like fisheye lens, just his nose and mouth. Screaming, that would be so funny. It's a team, it's a win that a team that could do shit in the playoffs gets. Yes, just well, and to that point, I wanted to mention this team, Royce Lewis, especially, is are not quitters. And uh, Correct. Pablo Lopez had that rough inning and then he came back. Bailey Ober gave up back to back dicks and still got the win. He's like, good. Correa's been good, Julian's been like, they just don't quit in ways that I feel like garden hire teams, not to single him out, but garden hire teams sort of roll over and die. And then the one thing that we haven't discussed at all uh, is that uh, Buxton has been activated. Yeah, he's been gone the whole time. He's been gone the whole time. People were bitching that he went on the IL. Okay, you know what? He got hit in the fucking ribs. I got two broken ribs from getting, like, jokingly punched in the ribs once. And let me tell you something. It sucks. It Sucks. You cannot run full speed with two you broken. R- and I, I got, my you got to rotate a lot for hitting. You know, you got to rotate your upper section, your up, your top half. Uh, most of that is um your rib muscles. Well, and let Trans- me tell you something. Uh, and he got hit in the he got hit in the ribs with like a ninety four mile an hour fastball. So take the week. He probably still hurts. Yeah, exactly. Like, could you imagine the size of the bruise? That would result oh. in getting just flushed, just nailed right here. In Straight the in. The with a 97 heat mile right hour in the heater. Cow. Hell in the, like, rage in the cave. Oh. A, few, a few months ago, I slipped in the shower, and I was like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt in my ribs. I can't do anything. Just reacting like Bill Murray in Zombieland after getting shot. like, oh! I also, oh. I also <laughs> broke my ribs in the shower once because our drain was broken. So, like, every it was shower standing water. It was up to our shins when we were getting out, and I just slipped. Hit my rib cage on the sink. Yep. And let me tell you something. I just rolled off the sink and laid <laughs> on my back for like 10 minutes just going, oh, oh. I hope the uh, I hope oh. I don't have like internal bleeding I hope or no one else needs to shit because I can't sit up. That doesn't sound too different from what happened to me, but I somehow didn't break mine. Speaking on your um, thing about the team not quitting is uh, I wanted to quit after the last Blue Jays game. Because Pagan came out and did mm. the exact same thing Devin Williams did. Oh my god! Because we were uh, uh, Larry and I. Oh, and speaking of not like this, when right. I saw his name come well, up, I was like, I, I "Come on!" I didn't know what the bullpen situation looked like, but I was like, "Well, we were up two runs or something," and it was in the eighth inning. I was like, 
we could get a sweep at, in, of Toronto in Toronto. That'd be crazy. And then I saw Pagan's name. I was like, I don't like the look of that. <laughs> uh, well, we're not sweeping Toronto. And, and like, we were headed to Lake Nokomis just to hang out at the beach, Larry and I and my husband. Yeah, we, we were <laughs> in the car when this. <laughs> I was just following along on, on my uh, on my MLB app. Just the, the, just the, going the game day. And just be like, first guy gets on, it's like, mm. second guy gets on, it's mm-hmm. like, uh-oh. Like, uh-huh. It's the bottom of the lineup, too. It literally was seven, eight, nine, which is, I'm sure, why they brought yeah. Pagan in. Like, well, it was a... Theoretically low the leverage. The lowest possible leverage you could get. And I think we were both watching the game cast, but yours was ahead of mine. Yeah. And I so, was like, like I, I saw they had two guys on, then you literally just go, we're losing. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it was just like, a, I'm like, look, it's just literally, I don't think you could... You could get a more zero zero coordinate location down the middle pitch that he threw to give up that bomb, and I was just like, "This sucks." I like I don't I still don't know what, and I, I don't want to dwell on it because we bitched about Pagan a lot, and it's like there's nothing more to bitch about. Like he clearly is just like not very good at his job. Like it literally never put him in when we're winning. I I can't I I don't know what else this <laughs> ever yeah, like. If it's if, unless it's like five runs or more, it's it's got to be a hell of a lead. Yeah. If you if you look at his like underlying stats, it does like look good. But I don't it's care. One of the, I yeah, don't it's, care. it's one of those things where it's like this is one of the few instances where I don't give a shit. He's the opposite of Correa because then like look at Correa's stats and it's like yeah. well yeah but he's got like three or four of the biggest hits for the team all or season. Like the same. It's the same thing with Griffin Jacks. Like Griffin Jacks had shitty stats and Pagan also has shitty stats, but his like FIP and stuff are good. Griffin Jacks leads the fucking majors in FIP. Lavelle E. Neal III, he'll like, I don't, I, he's just got to be a sucker for, pu- like a glutton for punishment because he will, every time Pagan gives up a dinger, he goes straight to Twitter and starts tweeting about Pagan's FIP. And it's like, I could give a shit. How many runs has he let in? It's because he gives We were winning when he came in, and now we are not. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is, is like, oh, I can select a, I can select a stat, too. What about WPA? Where does he rank there? Low. Best FIP. And then he'll block people for being like, are you serious? And then be like, I can't stand this negativity. Griffin, Griffin Jacks has pitched well as a reliever, and this year had a very bad, an unfortunate stretch, but is... I think now in like ten straight appearances, yeah, sol- up around. He looks like back solidified. To what, kind of what yeah, we expected. And the in the the second game against the Brewers, he looked lights out. So it's like I was more willing to believe that Jax could get to a level of being worth being in the bullpen again. But like because he was already at that point and like went back down and now is back up. Griffin Jack or uh, uh, Pagan was never like good. He's always been bad with good underlying numbers, which to me just means you're bad. It's one of those things where it's like he's a he's a two ten hitter, but he don't hit good. It's like yeah, he's just not good. I like I don't know what it is. People hit the fucking ball hard. Like I don't want to bitch about it anymore. I'm tired of bitching about it. But it's like I don't. It was one of those things where it's like I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Other than it's the best opportunity we have for him. Our bullpen. I don't remember what the usage was like in the previous two games. I don't know who was or wasn't available necessarily i'm really bad at tracking that like a bad decision on its face and then it like went and it was also more infuriating to me that he then retired their the blue jays one two three hitters in a row yeah after giving up the lead that's just classic pagan it's just like i don't i the 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 team 
the team has to know it's untenable to keep him on the fucking roster for long term. I don't really get it, but I think it's more untenable to have Kepler, frankly, because yeah, you got like a single. Here's the thing: is if you get a single the other day in a vaguely clutch situation, and my gut reaction is nice, right? It that's trouble. Like, I'm just like, oh, wow, he didn't just fucking strike out? We just don't have fucking room for him. Like, if Gort, when Gort, Nick Gordon comes back from the IL, I would rather have Nick Gordon on the roster than yeah. Kepler. For sure. I agree. You know what I mean? And, like, he's on Gordon's on the 60-day IL. Also, you know what? He fucked his leg up pretty bad. You so know what? Know uh, people people right. like Nick Gordon. <laughs> yeah. I trust that Nick Gordon can hit line drives. He'll play center field. He'll play center <laughs> yeah. field. Also, just he's, a, he's like a natural second baseman, but he's still willing to fucking do it. Yeah, going back he likes to the baseball, <laughs> going back to Paul Molitor calling the game, I I definitely got the impression that Paul Molitor was not a fan of Max's. Everything I hear about Nick Gordon is that he is the world's nicest man. Yeah, I I did listen to um some of the radio broadcasts, the last one Molitor did before Glenn was back, and I was like, oh, he's great at this. Yeah, he's really good. He knows a lot about base. He's, he doesn't hate the team. I'm just saying, my, or I guess my point about Pagan was that I think that, that blowing that lead could have just been a goddamn disaster. Like, I could have seen it snowballing a little bit and just being like, never mind, the team can't even like, but, sweep. But, but, like, to see them come back in the ninth inning the and next game. And do the same thing that the Jays did to Pagan. I was right. like, oh, all right. And then right. the next game, I actually did, I had some fun. I watched the archive of the Brewers broadcast. Because after this third inning, I think, they only sent one batter more than the minimum up. Like, we basically perfect gamed them after right. the third inning. And Brock Stewart struck out the side. Duran made everybody look like an idiot. And Jax made everybody look like an idiot. So I watched the just those three innings, seven, eight, nine, on the Brewers feed. And th- it was awesome. Because they were just like, how the fuck do you hit like, Brock Stewart was just, like, the, the no one could touch him. And then, like, Duran was up in the first. He threw, like, splitters the first three pitches. And their play-by-play guy was like, and those fastballs are coming in real fast. Mm-hmm. And then he threw a fastball, like, 103. And he was like, I'm sorry, those were those were splitters. I, <laughs> I've i made a huge mistake. He's like, StatCast has informed me that those are actually splitters. And it seemed like they didn't really believe it. Even though, like, he was, he Even started throwing it, like, 104. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was really... By the end of that inning, they were just like, I just don't know how you uh, actually get a hit off this guy. Some people um, do. Well, yeah. Exactly. Like, he, he throws gave it up hard that enough. one. Yeah. If he throws it hard enough that you get the bat out there, you might just be, get lucky. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. You mentioned that Paul Molitor is way better at that job than, than Dan Gladden, which is inarguable. Uh, but it was funny. I listened to the first game where Danny was back. And uh, <laughs> it seemed like he had gotten the message to try harder because he was really bringing the heat with, like, well, that's only the third hit Bailey Ober uh, lefty's gotten on Bailey Ober's changeup all year. <laughs> and I was like, wow, somebody looked at a spreadsheet. Yeah, look at you, Danny. Someone making six figures looked at a spreadsheet. Uh, wow. He, like, hears... Molitor on the radio while he's listening to it. He's angrily reading (laughs) scouting reports. (laughs) Fuck. I never had to do this shit. Son of a bitch. Motherfucker. Gonna come in and steal my goddamn job. In retrospect, it is absolutely insane. Bailey Ober started the season in AAA. Yeah. He has a (laughs) 2.8 ERA. Ridiculous to think about. He's our third best pitcher. 
He's. I mean, he like if you at least look at like stats, he's pitched much better than Pablo <laughs> Lopez has. Yeah. Um, which is insane to say because it's not like Lopez has been bad, but he definitely like gives up the most runs. He's the worst ERA in I the rotation. I think he might I have think. the highest ceiling of any of those. Sure. Guys. But he's I'm also looked much better recently. Yeah. He. Yeah. He. His like first two or three starts, he looked amazing, and then he fell off a little bit, and then he's coming back. It, it's I thought he looked pretty good the other day, the best he's looked in a bit. Yeah, it, and it's also one of those things where it's like a 4.2 ERA when you think about how many innings you actually pitch in a game. Like, six innings with a 4.2 ERA is three runs. Oh, yeah, and so his, it's it, like, oh, okay. In his last start, it was he gave up three runs, and they were all in that one inning right. outside of his other five innings, he was dominant. And even like Varland, Varland really Varland's only problem is that he's got to figure out how to not uh, give up home runs Ooh, every single That last day. home run he gave up was pretty rough. Yeah, it was a killer. That was before the Pagan. Yeah. That, that he, he started the game that Pagan eventually lost. And he looked good, and then he just, like, yeah, he just gave, got rocked. He just yeah. gave up too many. Uh, it was just, uh, it was so frustrating. It was it, like, and it wasn't a good pitch either. It all fell apart. Sorry, I'm just looking at the Tigers. Torkelson. Javi Baez hitting fourth with a 587 OPS. Good for you. Oh. Good for you, bud. The fucking Tigers. Just a, just a disaster. They were over second here. in the division and then lost nine games. In here's a row. an interesting. Here's an they interesting. Lost two games yesterday in their doubleheader. So. Yeah. Here's an interesting thought. I would suggest that if you're a Javi Baez and you're going to have a huge contract, sort of uh, akin to Kevin Correa, if you're not going to be crushing. Yeah, what like then you need to be the worst guy on the team. Oh man. You need to really be suffering. Maybe every day you should wake up being like, Fuck <laughs> Maybe well no, I, I am alive. I think he's chilling because he has a lot of money still. I will so. say just having based on having seen several House Hunters episodes about Detroit, do you have any idea how much house he his paycheck still lives buys? In Chicago. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. I'm just saying that like you can get a house the size of the one we're currently in. In oh, Detroit $20. today for two hundred thousand dollars, no problem. It might need that some might, work. That might be a little hot. That might even be a little. Expensive. It might need some in, in, insulation, but like or like a couple walls put back. All up. the copper wiring's gone. Anyway, so, back to baseball. I, I think back to when Javi Baez signed with the Tigers because it was before last season, right? Donnie it Harrell. was twenty-one. I want to say, yeah. So it was it was two before ago, three seasons ago. Is this his third season with Detroit or second? I think it's his third. I remember there being rumors that Detroit was going after Correa. Mm -hmm. yeah. And do you think that Javi, when he signed with the Tigers, thought that he was going to be playing with Carlos Correa? I doubt it. Like, oh, they can they get us, and then they'll get oh. him, and we'll be we'll be sitting pretty. And then he's left there alone and then with the 85-year-old Miguel Cabrera. <laughs> who doesn't give a shit about anything anymore? Yeah, he's done. He's dude. having a good time. He just likes flying. He's yeah, he's cooked. getting. He's probably getting gifts everywhere he, he likes goes. Airports. It's on his. He's his retirement tour. So everyone's best, like, here's a present. The best baseball retirement gift of all time is when Joe Maurer and uh, Justin Morneau gave Mariana Rivera a rocking yeah. chair made out of broken bats. That's a good yeah, idea. very cool. That's very this funny. Is our first fucking game against Detroit this season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah people kept. So I, that was something I saw in the in the doldrums of the season. Was people were like, "Look, we haven't played Detroit yet. We got, thir <laughs> we got thirteen wins against Detroit <laughs> when, in the bank. when they were like three <laughs> yeah, games back of us. It was like, well, yeah, but we haven't gotten to yeah. beat them yet. <laughs> great week, four and one's a great week. 
800 winning percentage. Can't argue with that. We're above 500 again. Well, and, yeah. and again, two games, three and a half uh, games. We, we sort of imp- we sort of implied this when we were talking about this week in comparison with last week. But like, it's so heartening. Like, you know, everyone's gonna like every most most teams are getting swept by the Devil Rays, which I like calling them. Except Oakland. Oakland fucking beat them. I twice. Love, I think I we should love, we should touch on that. Yeah, yeah. We should I love though that that. Florida is a, a state in the union where they were like, take devil out of the name. It's scary. I thought they just did that as a rebrand. No, it was because it was because of evangelicals. Uh, yeah. They got oh, okay. a lot of complaints about having the word devil. Meanwhile, we got a fucking team in New Jersey that's just called the Devils. The Devils. <laughs> yeah. Or Duke. Well, Jersey Devils, the Jersey Devil that's a, is a that's thing. That's a real thing, too. There's, so. if, there's an X-Files, <laughs> if there's an X-Files episode about it, it's a real thing. Yeah. Um, but I the mascot's just the devil. Yeah. It is. It's just Did you, see what, just Ted, devil. Did you yeah. see what Ted Cruz said today? Ted Cruz. I'm going to say it in the voice where he was like, at this point, if there was footage of Joe Biden standing under the full moon dressed like the devil... <laughs> Killing children and listening to <laughs> killing children. It almost sounds like Lindsey Graham. It is too much like Lindsey Graham. But but when he, he goes, killing children and listening to Pat Benatar, <laughs> the Pat Democrats Benatar. wouldn't do anything. And it's What's like, up, Joe? you go, this reminds me sick. That'd be so awesome. Um, oh, we need to talk about Rob Manfred in the A's. Did you see what Manfred fucking said? Oh, yes, no, I saw I the reverse boycott stuff where yeah, they were I, chanting I sell the tea. I did okay, so there was a reverse that. boycott, almost like rally in the stands at a game. Yeah. Which, for the record, I'd like to go on the record as, as someone that in my life thought my team was getting contracted and say, good for all of you. Yeah. I think it was really cool. And I was like, when I heard about it, it was the kind of Don't thing I was like, this, ma- this makes shit. me, it made me like... It made me kind of nervous because I was, I was just like, I hope that people go to this. Right. I was yeah. just like, I hope they don't like plan this and talk about it and then have nobody be there. It'll make me bum. But it looked like it was pretty packed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the so the A's. I think they had lost a game, but they won seven in a row. Yeah. They, yep. they, they lost the game that all the fans were at, but yeah. they they won a bunch before that. Our boy Trevor May closing games down. The Oakland Athletics have started winning some games every now. Good and then. for them. And as a result, are not the worst team in Major League Baseball anymore. That goes to our friends, the Kansas City Royals. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they are eighteen and fifty. Woohoo! Yuck. And uh, I th- <laughs> I listened to some of the clip you said. Yeah, though, that was pretty. Oh, yeah. I'll probably drop that in. But that oh, guy really—they are should. not well. <laughs> they are not. That's I, tough. I listened to a couple, and and it was true. It's truly just like guys being like, I don't. I want to burn everything. Royals very funny. Uh, <sighs> yeah, they stink. You they, hate. They, to they see have it. not had an above five hundred week. And their best hitters out now too. Yeah, their best hitters best out. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's I, a bunch of injuries. Every and team is catching up Houston. to us in injuries. Yeah, Houston like lost two I people think they lost today. Jordan Alvarez for a little bit. Oh, they they, yeah, they put problem. him on the ten day. Yeah, so we'll see. But uh, I actually had a. I wanted to do. We can do. I wanted to say this, and then we can take our break. But I wanted to do a quick um, prospect. Well, I wanted back to the A's. Oh, okay. I wanted yeah. to say that today someone asked Rob Manfred. Yeah. What he thought of the A's. Uh, what what are, what was it called? The reverse boycott. The reverse boycott, and he said, "Well, it was nice to see an above average um, 
attendance at a A's game for once. And it's like, hey man, th- he's that, such a fucking that's idiot. such a give that's such I'm a dead giveaway of what I'm he try thinks. And find the quote. He, he came across as such a fucking that's idiot. such a but that's such a dead giveaway of what ownership and management thinks of your average fan. Yeah. Just fuck you. You should like this team because it's here. Yeah, you should be God rooting f- for the laundry. What's wrong? With you, you need to root for the laundry. And if we fuck this up, and if like if ownership is if if like I know the Cronkies just got a a ring in yeah. the NBA, but the Cronkies are are uh, notoriously fucking cheap. But the thing is, is like if a team is if it run by a cheap person and they don't care to put a competitive product on the field, you are under no fucking obligation yeah. to go- spend money on it. Well, that, the league's strategy is always to blame the fans for a team moving. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's Bryce Harper ever. said it was bullshit. Yeah. I mean, and he's from Vegas. Right. Yeah, he's like I don't Do you have that Manfred quote yet? Yeah. Uh he said, "I mean, it was great. It is great to see what is this year almost an above average or sorry. It is great to see what is this year almost an average Major League Baseball crowd in the, facil- in the facility my, for oh one night. God. It's a great Suck thing. My dick. Yeah, that right? What a, what a cop. On purpose missing the point. Just be like, I know what the point is. I'm going to But s- fuck you anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, he might as well have just said fuck you. Yeah, it would be more honest. That's the thing about Manfred. It's like he's such a snake, and it's, he's such like a corporate. He's the corporate commissioner. That's why people fucking call him that. He's like the most just like consultant, McKinsey ass well, at least, motherfucker. Well, the, the thing is, is like at least with Bud Selig, it's like well, he owned a team, so we know whose yeah. side he's and, on. And the commissioner works for the owners, so that makes sense. But Manfred is just some fucking lawyer. Yeah, he's just some fucking yeah, douchebag. Yeah, yeah. uh, and I Adam hate his Silver. guts. Um. So before we take a break, I wanted to do a quick um, prospect. Uh, thi- oh, uh, that's interesting because I have no knowledge of the farm system at the so moment. So we have a guy in uh, single A here. I'll pull up his stats because they're kind of bananas. Um, he's hitting a thousand. No, he's a pitcher. His <laughs> name is Corey Lewis, and Corey Lewandowski. He is <laughs> Corey Lewandowski. Left the Trump White House and got signed to single A. The reason I bring him up at all is because he's interesting and in that he throws a knuckleball. Oh, he knuckleballer! Throws, he throws like an R.A. Dickey knuckleball. It's okay. like 80 miles an hour. Twins legend R.A. Dickey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, another Twins legend. Uh, but here are his... It's his first year in the minors. He was, I think, our eighth-round draft pick, something like that. Uh, Ninth-round draft pick from UC Santa Barbara. Ooh! Uh, so, <laughs> so he likes to have a good time. The knuckleball is not his... Major main pitch. It's mostly just a strikeout. He just pitch. Bre- okay. Uh, he just kind of breaks it out every now. <laughs> he and calls then. it the baffler. So in 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 single A, I actually love this for minor league on on Baseball Reference. They show you the a- age difference from the average age of the league a minor league. That's fascinating. Uh, so he is plus ten, <laughs> minus one point two okay. years than high A. So combined between a- single A and A plus ball this season, he's six and three with a two point three seven ERA. In 11 starts, 49 innings pitched. Uh, he's averaging 13.1 strikeouts per nine and only three walks per nine for a guy who throws a fucking knuckleball. Well, I've uh, seen enough. Let's promote okay, him. Let's, let's <laughs> get him in the bullpen obviously, tonight. Obviously, none of this like means anything because it's like guys in the majors are going to hit a knuckleball better than guys at yeah. like 18 year olds at single A or whatever. But it's just like it's just kind of cool that uh, I watched like a little. Um, video that like the local news in Fort Myers did and he was just like well it's co- it was completely self-taught when <laughs> I was 10 
and I just kind of kept throwing it, and nobody's ever told me to stop. <laughs> uh, and then they interviewed the pitching coach for the Fort Myers my, Mighty Muscles, and he was just like, yeah, that's the only pitch I don't instruct him on. I just kind of let him. That's like up it to just him. Works. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's up to him. And I've seen some like footage of it, and it, it looks nasty. Like it looks like a good ass knuckleball. It's like I just think it's cool that we have like a guy that might be a legit good prospect that also just kind of throws a knuckleball. I, I want to do a little prospect. Teach him any pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hell, I could learn a knuckleball. Maybe I'll try to learn a knuckleball. Look, and get there's into the major there's nothing team. more fun than giving your pitcher character on 2K and Ephus. Oh, dude, MLB 2K10. I would I would create pitches with an Ephus that was 38 miles an hour and broke 120 inches. Let's take a break. Bye-bye. We're going to talk about we got basketball. Fine, the NHL. We've got golf. Finals are done. Uh, we've got yeah, Lord, not Lord Stanley's Cup. Lord Stanley's Cup, not particularly uh, competitively won. Was Plenty like of stuff. The, the the elimination game was 1-9-3. Yes. Hockey sucks, bro. <laughs> what is going on? Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, none Bye-bye. of your business. Is it? <laughs> we were talking about John Bonus uh, really zagging on this con- conventional wisdom that uh, downtown Minneapolis is a dangerous place to be, um, which I don't totally agree with. I think I think there are certain parts of it that you shouldn't necessarily go in after certain times on certain days. Places where it's none of your business. Right. If you haven't been invited over there, go, don't go. Um, but I think on your average Twins game night, you're fine. I think a lot, but I think a lot of this opinion publicly is just Drop driven me. by just, just black guys. But I was going to say in regards to downtown Minneapolis that I sometimes walk to baseball games. Right. Yeah, and yeah. I have never had any kind of issue at all. That's not all the way through downtown Minneapolis, but it, it is into downtown Minneapolis. Right. So, so like that, that right. path. That's, that's right. the thing is it's just not an accurate blanket statement. Right. That's, that's it's more like, that's. That's the best way to put it. I know like, we're not, it's not. We're not breaking any ground. It's a uh, city. We're right. Not, it's it's probably it's probably not that different from any other shit city. Happens sometimes. Well, and also cities. crimes crimes occur. Uh, having lived in the country, yeah. I assure you, crimes are occurring all around you all the time. Human slavery. Small towns. Drug, well, like, literally, indentured servitude, murder, uh, meth dealing, yeah. whatever the kids are doing. General. So I'm, just saying, just I'm just saying shipping. that, like, realistically, you're no less safe anywhere in any population density situation, frankly. Yeah, just uh, keep your keep an eye out. You know, it's fine. Yeah, just don't, keep. Don't it. carry yourself like you're terrified to be there. Yeah, I find that that's a big part of it. Well, and that that if that's the energy you're giving off, that's what people are picking up on. Yeah, if you get on the train, people and that are ter- terrified of being in a city are usually pretty easy to pick. Now, up. I have seen <laughs> some shit on the train. Yeah, and the and the bus, of course. Actually, I would contend that the bus is less kooky than the train. Interesting. I, I feel like part of it is having the driver. 
Yeah, I think you're. True. I think you're right. Yeah, you're separated from. Like you're on camera either way, but there's at least I've noticed that people regulate together on the bus more than. Um, I guess we just had we haven't had trains for long enough for that culture to have trickled into the train. Well, I remember the Met Council had a tweet where they were Donnie? like, I don't remember what was I getting in trouble for saying. Something about you've seen kookier stuff. On There's oh, we were talking about Bonus doing his downtown. Yeah, we're talking about how funny it would be to mug John Bonus. <laughs> That's how not well, that I'm going to do it. I would and, uh, Not that I would do it, and I would never advocate for anyone to do it. I'm just saying it It'd would be, be funny. funny. It'd be funny. It would be funny. Can anyone do a Bonus? I've never even tried. No, not really. <laughs> yeah, you just kind of have to. It's just it, Kermit it's the Frog. Of, it, it's it's it is a little, it's a little Kermit-y. Little you gotta like um talk. Oh sure. <laughs> you gotta do the thing where you uh your your th- your throat's getting like gunkier, but you don't. Yeah, like you it don't ri- just stop talking. Talking. You, you never clear. You never clear your throat. You, you let, let it, it ride. You let it get to the point where you just can't talk anymore, and you you have no choice <laughs> uh, but to uh, <clears throat> start doing it into the mic. <laughs> and then Gleeman does just does things like you don't have to do that no. into the mic. Stop it. Which which Val and I also have a similar uh, relationship about burping. So you know, what's the biggest deal? I mean, we could talk about the finals probably. Oh yeah, that's the biggest deal. Duh. That's a uh, that's a big toteso for Ray in particular. That's the kind of person to say a toteso, but you know what? A toteso. A fucking a toteso. <laughs> they simply yeah. have more good players and less tired ones. Yes, I think that eight days off really uh, may have benefited them. They stepped up. They won the se- they won the series. Good for them. Happy, I'm very happy for them. He was incredible. Aaron Gordon played great. Yeah. Bruce Brown really killed it the whole series. And Jamal Murray is... Oh, yeah, I guess we should have said Jamal Murray up he's, front. He's legit. They had so many guys just really step up. They got the play hard. Two, two-man game. Not that the... Especially in Game 5, not that the Heat weren't playing hard. I mean, yeah, they they didn't quit or nothing. But The air... Jimmy Butler got uh, ambiguously kick Aaron Gordon in the nuts. Oh, Do you the, know how hard high Aaron Gordon the th- the call? The, yeah, the the three point the three point foul shot. Let's assume yes. Let's assume Aaron Gordon's wearing compression pants. Think about how high the nuts are off the ground. He's a tall man. He's a big guy. That's a huge area. Like especially in slow motion, it looks like he's just hanging there yeah right in the dick that is on that is unbelievable how could you call that i will say there were do you remember those like first two calls and like not the first two but there was their big two calls i think in the first quarter where it was like or the it was a call and a no call where hand hand counted as part of ball Oh, and yeah. then hand did not lot. count as part of ball. That happens all the time, but the problem is it was so blatant. The missed call is such a missed call, if that's indeed a missed call. I don't know what else to say about it. Jokic was incredible. What I wanted to talk about in particular is that people, I guess, seem to be angry 
that Jokic is not... Uh, they're trying to police a white man's emotions and and tell someone how to be excited. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't behave like normal people. I totally understand. I really don't enjoy the celebration of anything. I much yeah, more pre- definitely. I much prefer the getting there. You're an actor like you've been there before kind of guy. I just feel stupid. <laughs> it makes me feel real dumb. When you when you celebrate anything, I mean, I don't like to dance for that reason. That's interesting. I don't. I I don't uh, have the ability to not think I look like an idiot, even when I'm like uh, inebriated. So Nikola Jokic, he doesn't like basketball. No, he likes basketball. He doesn't like, like celebrating. He doesn't like no, America. He's, he's, he he's, doesn't like, like being in America. I think he likes the ga- the games are over, so he's ready to go home. Well, I'm certain he doesn't like celebrating in public. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's more sure guarded. He's been hammered. So he was he was clearly not interested in the fucking parade. He was not excited about that. Is the Maybe big he one that I've like seen. Big crowds. Yeah. Yeah, that could be. And he probably wants to he wants to go back home. His daughter's adorable. Yeah, he's got a wife. Wife and rocks. And uh, is that fair to say? She seems like she rocks. He's got two big brothers. Yeah, this, this two the large brothers and horses. Oh my God! If they talk about the horses on the broadcast one more time, I think er- everybody just thinks it's like so funny. No one should have told Michaela Andrews that he had horses. The concept of a big guy like that liking horses, I think, just makes people laugh. Can you believe it? A horse yeah, with this hooves? This guy that lives in Serbia that like in Equus, the thing that kid fucks. And and especially now that he is like very wealthy, it's like I think he's gonna own some horses. A horse, oh, like in Mister Hands. A horse is a horse, of course. What if Mister Ed starred in the Mister Hands story? The part, we could do we could do a whole other segment like that where the we part, just recast a movie. The part he was born to play. What, who's an actor? That was, they, that was a, I did like that bit. <laughs> I feel like you got to get Val recast Dragon Ball Z. I feel like it's got to be Willem Dafoe as the guy that gets fucked to death. <laughs> because he's this, he seems like, give him some money and talk him into it, he'll do it. So who's playing the horse? Mr. Ed. Okay. Oh, you said that. The talking horse. Yeah. I'll be honest, I didn't have much more to say about... Like, I just think, other than it's, I think he's just a funny character that I relate to. Well, I just want... Yeah, I just wanted to say that there's been a lot of policing online and and a lot of comparisons to how both ways to how Kobe behaved. Believe it or not. Yeah. yeah. Jay true. Williams said that Kobe said later on that he wished he had focused on family more. And Thanks so Thanks for bringing that up, Jay. And Jay, well no, Jay was saying it in the context of I totally respect someone that wants to spend time with their family and they think that's more important than their job. Right. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. In the context of that's what Kobe ultimately came to believe. So I did see say someone say that Kobe would never disrespect the fans like that. To which I would say, unless they were in Denver. Yeah. Get it? We can move on. Do you want to talk about? Uh, oh, actually, no. I I think that I I wanted to keep going on that because I saw. Uh, so Paul George has a podcast, of course. Good God! And uh, I All see right. clips of it on YouTube. 
And the and the I don't remember who the guest was. The title of the video was something about like NBA players or, or like is ball life. Is NBA ball players who don't life. love the game. And I assume they were talking about how Jokic doesn't seem to like care about celebrating that much. And I just like think that's so funny. I didn't actually. I didn't want to listen to it because I assumed it wasn't very enlightening. You didn't there are two guys who aren't NBA players on that podcast. He has two hanger-on friends that are on his podcast. That's so cool. Always stick together. Would you like to be one of those guys? Had to be to be a guy who just has Rich a friend wants me to. Tell yeah. him what to do on his podcast. So that what, is in the NBA. So can I just ask what did he say something about Cat or was Cat on the podcast? Cat has was also was on the podcast, I'm okay. sure. I think that's where he said that he changed the game, maybe. I know he said okay. so he he, t- he was telling stories about like I watched I've seen some of those clips because I think they're from a little while ago, but he's like told stories about Ant wanting to get like insomnia cookies at three in the morning because he's a weird guy. Uh, a know. weird guy. It was. He's like getting he's so ins- funny. Man. Is getting insomnia cookies weird? No. If you're up I at think th- Carl Anthony Towns thought it was some of the funniest shit he'd ever. If he they had a w- they had a wacky Uber drive. Honestly, sounded some like some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Here's the I was like, you guys are NBA players and you're taking Ubers. It What's is. the fucking point? What are you guys doing? <laughs> Rent a car. Cat sounds like just such a loser. He's he's a, he is a loser. That's well, the we, now speaking of him being a loser, we can talk about him saying that uh, he changed the game. He, like when people look back on his. Oh, career. I wanted to say one more thing about uh, what Anthony Edwards eats. We didn't have the podcast at the time, but at the time, I did say at least to you, Ray, if I ever hear this motherfucker. Talk about what one of his teammates is eating again. I'm oh. going to lose my mind. And and guess here, what? And here he is. And guess what? Doing it again. And, and guess what? I've gone crazy. That fat piece of shit. What a good teammate. What a guy. I'm sure. I'm sure he thought it was cute. Right. I mean, and he was at least being like he's really he's just like the funniest guy I've ever been around or whatever. Yeah. But it's just like, cat, you just seem like such a wiener. And it's like people are not going to look back on your career and say that you changed the game simply because you're tall and can shoot threes. That wasn't. I mean, like you're uniquely good at it. Don't get me wrong. You're the number your one. Set isn't that unique. We had Kevin Love right before you. Yeah. yeah. And he cared about rebounding more. Yes, he did. Uh, I don't see any Moses Malone records getting broken, Mr. Anthony Towns. Just he needs to, he just needs to shut the fuck up. He I, does, hasn't won anything. Dirk Nowitzki won an MVP in 2006 and the NBA Finals. And have you watched Cat play? He needs to shut the fuck up there too. I frankly think he you never shuts play the fuck like, up. You need to play more like Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah. Um, Stop being so unique, you fucking idiot. Also, you mostly post up. You don't shoot enough anyway. It's really frustrating. So how long till we trade him? I don't know. Yeah, I've seen some stupid-ass trade. Uh, I haven't even looked at things that. With the, or proposed trades with the Timberwolves, but none of them have included Gobert or Cat. They've all been for Anthony Edwards. No. It's like, I think sure. that's like maybe the one guy we're trying not to trade. Well, and I, I, I think what might happen is just... 
they sell them both for like whatever Pen- like even if you get just pennies on the dollar i was about to say that <laughs> you know just like just for bullshit expiring old guys who suck like Cap i don't space. give a shit i don't know you know get a couple draft picks back and hey lost like we said about football and tank yeah i don't know anything about this second apron i don't know anything about aprons at all other than the i've the been told the they're a big Something Bill Simmons says all the time is that they're going to destroy the middle class. The middle class. Yeah, like the new CBA is going to, I don't know, kill the league or whatever. I don't. I well, haven't actually seen any. I don't want to hear it. I don't like thinking about it. Until uh, it happens and it turns out that everything sucks again and it's like whatever. The Timberwolves still are losing. Not happy about it. But. Like the NBA draft is coming up and I just don't give a shit. We don't have any picks. We have one second round pick. Yeah, like here. the 53rd Ooh. pick. Yeah, but you know how Tim Connolly is with those. Yeah, we're going to get another Justin Minot. If I hear his name one more time. So John Krasinski went on the Dane Moore show. They were talking about how nasty the fans are. <laughs> yeah. They were saying fuck the fans. And game respect game. Good for them. I really hope you die of cancer. I hate every single one of you. Fuck the fans. No sarcasm. No joking. Fuck the fans. Thank you. But were they being wieners about it? They were being wieners about it. They were indeed being wieners about it. They were unfortunately being wieners about it, but sometimes being a wiener is an alpha move. I posit that occasionally there's been an alpha wiener. At any at any rate, uh, and then I think Krasinski said there's not a lot of movement on Cat for what he's heard. Why? Well, that's because he's not. Nobody wants him on the fucking team. I know, but I well, want him to be traded. I just want it to happen, guys. I feel like we can't be the only people in the world that have come to the conclusion that Carl Anthony Towns probably not. Like a winning player. I guess I never thought Andrew Wiggins would be a winning player either. And then he went to the Warriors and was their second best player in the finals. So Yeah, I, I, I guess there, I, I mean, did not see never, that one coming. But like I don't I don't even see because Andrew Wiggins was just like became the fourth option or whatever, basically. And just like didn't have to take as many as many mid range jumpers. Still took them, but and it already loosened up defense by the three-point shooters. So it's just like, I don't even know. I like can, is Carl Anthony Towns willing to even change his game? That's the thing about like saying that you changed the game. It's like, no, you need to fucking change, dumbass. If you change the game, it wasn't for the better. <laughs> you haven't won anything. You changed, exactly. you changed how bad someone could be at defense. Being a 50-40-90 guy... As a center or whatever is like cool, but you also win forty games a year max, and it almost seems like when you aren't around, the team was like just as good. Nas Reed was like killing it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? LeBron, Carl, really, LeBron really wants Nas. Yeah, a lot more than he wants Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen it, there was a resurfacing of that. Um, the story of Jokic uh, just owning 
Gobert during the playoffs where, like, Gobert was calling off the double team and was saying, like, I got him, I got him, while guarding Jokic. And Jokic, while posting, it was like, brother, I have 47. <laughs> oh, man. That happened in a real NBA game. Yeah, dude, I hate That Rudy was rough. Gobert. I hate Rudy Gobert. <laughs> I hate watching him play basketball. I hate him not catch. I Didn't hate he say something out of pocket wreck recently? Well, I know he went into it. He did his own darkness retreat. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, um, you know what? I hope sucks, dude. I hate it. I hope that's for the better. You know what I was thinking about is whether uh, I misremembered Carl Anthony Towns' name, which which part is hyphenated. Yeah, it's Carl Anthony. Yeah, he has two first names, no middle name, and a last name. Yeah. Here's the thing that made me think of I thought that the sixth general secretary of the UN, Boutros Boutros Ghali, was right. the same situation. But no. His first name was Boutros. And his last name. And his, and his, his mother's maiden name is Ghali, but his dad was naming him Boutros Boutros. Ah, uh, I see. He's uh, Egyptian. Right. Yeah, so he's got like seven names. Yeah, probably. He oversaw the breakup of Yugoslavia and the Rwandan genocide. Well, hats off. We all have bad days at work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I have. Can you imagine? Look, I get it. It's hard to put your eight hours in and then go home. (laughs) Can you imagine his his poor wife hearing about the breakup of Yugoslavia. I had the worst day at work. (laughs) Honey, honey, I don't want to talk about it right now. (laughs) Yeah, my day was fine. It was fine. Whatever. I just need some silence. (laughs) George was such a prick today. Yeah, George Bush, the president. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Albanians in Serbia, they they're keep ri- coming up. They're rioting after a soccer game again. That's dangerous. It's like I think our most insane sports fans are probably like college football fans or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you've uh, per- I like, think you've posited this before. Nothing close to like just like how the average person Ran- in random country cares about a soccer team. Like they'll just like beat the shit out of somebody. At a they'll get hammered, like in Brazil when they like couldn't uh, sell beer at the stadium. Budweiser was like, you actually have to just write new laws. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for the World Cup. Yeah, twenty fourteen. Crazy. Like, they can't sell beer. There are too many stabbings. <laughs> it's. Dangerous. It's not safe. Wild that we keep talking about Slobodan Milosevic, I will say. It's more of a you. <laughs> yeah, we, sh- we, we sure are talking about that a oh, lot. Oh, yeah, I brought up Boutros Boutros Kali. I'm sorry. Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, you're right. I thought it was me. <laughs> well, so let's talk about other stuff in the Enba. Uh, the everyone is mad at John Morant. Everyone is mad at Zion so Williamson. Yeah, so you're going, you're kind of coming back around to the, to John Morant, innocent, not innocent, but like 
I here's the thing. Sometimes, sometimes I innocent of crimes. Innocent of crimes. Misconduct allegedly. Here's the here's conduct detrimental to the team. Conduct detrimental yes, to the absolutely. team. Absolutely. But my my thing is at this point he fucked up. They didn't handle it well. I I don't like how they're making this hang over the team or the league. But I think the weird protracted like sort of Damocles suspension is weird. I think it was weird of Adam Silver to have gone in the pre-show for game one of the finals to say that he wasn't announcing it until after the final because he didn't want to ruin anybody's day. doesn't want to make it his worst day on the job. That is pretty whack to just to just be like, yeah, and I will tell you to come down so hard. Eventually, they came down. They came down allegedly hard on the first one. I guess. I the, feel like there the implication is always that like the league w- was aware of other stuff too. Well, I guess. I don't know. Maybe we'll find all something horrible. I don't know. I feel like he's gonna get a pretty big suspension honestly i think they're just like they're they are worried about an image problem right and yeah. i don't want to put any totisos on it um, he's got a shoe deal and everything you know i wanted to talk a little bit about boxing okay there's a young man named there's this young man named teofimo lopez and, and here different promotions are signed to different cable channels and he's assigned to whichever one is on espn i can't remember he had had a couple belts He'd been stripped of them, I think, for doping. And the thing is, is what I want to... He just won them both back last weekend after being stripped. He came all the way back. The interesting thing about that is he is one of the most successful emotional wrecks I've ever seen in sports, let alone boxing. You know what I mean? He's like crying all the time. He has like a weird quavery voice. He's not confident in anything he says. Uh, there was this really weird. So he went on ESPN live and told like whoever the poor person that was hosting SportsCenter. This is why this fight means everything to me. If they want the black fighters, they could keep them. I brought Bud Light to top rank. If they want the black fighters, they could keep them. Then his next fight to get all the belts back, he was fighting against like a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Scottish unionist. Yeah, like real far right, way at the weigh-in. Teofimo got very emotional, and and told uh, Mr. Taylor that he was going to kill him in the ring. Which is really frowned upon in boxing. They don't like when you do that. They don't like when you say you're going to do it. <laughs> they really don't like it when you do it. And his dad, I don't want to cast any aspersions, but he comes across as someone that drinks a lot. Oh. And uh, he did this interview with ESPN before this fight to win the belts back. The guy is like asking him about what he said and some posts. And like saying that he was gonna kill somebody, and he would, and he's like, "Oh, my dad makes me say that." And then his dad's in the room though, but he's like wasted, and he's just like, "Don't talk about that." 
they have like an argument on camera. It's crazy. And then he fucking won the match, got his belts back, uh, completely uh, vindicated, a uh, total maniac. But I want to, I really want to single him out because it is Pride Month. I don't think he's homosexual. However, he was wearing, he fights for Bud Light. Uh, for one thing, he has bu- oh, oh, well, Bud Light across the ass of his shorts. Therefore. And he came out in a Walt Disney World jacket because he loves it there. Interesting. Really That's, that is interesting. I really want to single out. Um, this is one of my favorite places. I, I love s- it there. I want to single out Tiafima Lopez for Ally of the Year. <laughs> for just being a, a emotionally unstable. Wow, that's straight guy that cries all the time. No, but wow. for repping the important trans ally brands. That is true. Bud Light, it's woke. He yeah. should run against Ron DeSantis. In like which uh like the Republican primary? No, but whatever he wants. Here's the thing. I don't know if it's a good idea to like try to give Florida, it's Jesse Ventura administration, but Teofimo Lopez could be worse, I suppose, than all the other jack wagons they collect. Yeah. Anyway, congratulations. Thanks for all your work. What else do we want to talk about? We've had a lot of totasos this episode, but I want to... What's the opposite? What's something from Trailer Park Boys about making a mistake? There's got to be something, right? I don't know any of Ricky's Rickyisms, Kahiki pants. Uh, oh, this is yeah. This is my Corey and Trevor moment uh, of the week. Uh, apparently, the Department of Justice is investigating the PGA LIV merger, but I said that they would not be. Uh, hey, if it turns out someone did get a limb chopped off or went missing, that will be a, a great toe to sew for me. Yeah, that'd that'll be, be one, one of those the, ones, you know. That'd be a crazy one. Here's the thing is, is uh, it's a real interesting time in the relationship now because uh, OPEC just reduced production with a, an, a, an unprecedented amount of unanimity and Anthony Blinken just went down to talk to uh, Prince Vince Allman about not doing that. Did cut that cut that out. Did it anyway. While the Secretary of State was there, they announced the merger. So just a lot of they're just popping up in the news a lot. A lot of interesting things going on in golf. A lot of moves being made. What's else what's going on in wrestling? Forbidden doors next week. Yeah, that's coming up pretty soon, isn't that it? That sounds really like a porno. <laughs> It was like a, it's a restaurant in Japan that, that like Hiroshi Tanahashi like referenced once. And now people just like, now it's the name of the fucking crossover paper. Well, you know what I do? It makes me pissed. I don't speak that sort of language. But yeah, that's coming up really soon. They've got like four matches booked for it so far. On on the New Japan website, it says that Tanahashi and MJF is like 
on the show. It is. Okay. They, they announced it at least this week. Tanahashi like challenged him, and MJF was like, nope. But then they did announce it as like an official thing. And I know, uh, I know Jack Perry is challenging Sonata. Yep, he's challenging Sonata, and then we're doing Okada and Danielson and Kenny and Osprey. I'll be honest, my first reaction upon hearing those two championship matches, I was just kind of like, why? You know, they already had two main events, basic. Two main event level. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I, get, I, I was more just kind of like, I kind of figured they wouldn't bother at least with MJF. Oh, I'm glad they did. I, I, and I think it's maybe the best possible matchup. Right. Him and Tanahashi. I'm actually really into it. Uh, Tanahashi gets another title challenge at the AW belt at Forbidden Door. But yeah, that should be interesting to see them go up against each other. The... the the stylus clash there. Yeah. Their mindsets at least. I mean, Tanahashi was inspired by Shawn Michaels above well, all. Yeah. So it's not like... But I'm seeing MJF Which is so funny. Uh, and then like, Jungle Boy is like a good enough... Yeah, that'll probably be pretty good. I, I mean, don't like that fine. name, Pizza frankly. Well, he's, ja- he's Jack Perry. They're, they're transitioning him out of being that. They are trying to transition because he was just Jungle Boy. And now they're kind of... Like he can't just be Jungle Boy. Does he come into like fucking Donkey Kong music? He, 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 it's, it's uh, Tarzan Boy by Baltimore. I don't know. Oh, I don't know what that is, but I'm gonna drop it as the outro. Sure, it's it's good. You know what just occurred to me is that if if a QAnon person listened to this right now, just that we were all talking about how we like our 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 pizzas cut. I like my pizzas cut square. Talking about MJF and Adam Cole had like whatever the fuck they call it, uh, an eliminator, eliminator match, ma- a title eliminator match. Cole trying to beat MJF to earn a title shot, basically. And they fought to a 30-minute draw. Adam Cole had MJF beat, and then the the bell rang. It was it was a good match. They're good guys. Uh, nice nice to see Chugs get out of the the real Jericho whirlpool after that disaster. Right. Probably take a break from that and come back to it after Forbidden Door. Maybe they'll just never. I don't know. I don't know why they they'll, 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 he'll get an actual title shot at some point, but oh, okay. on a pay per view. I don't know why they did this now. Is my biggest question is like what the fuck you have this forbidden door show coming up why wouldn't you just like unless you're set you're they're trying to just like sow the seeds to set it up for all out later or whatever right or all in who knows i'm so confused I guess my thing with with how they're doing everything with the wembley show and everything and how they're incorporating that into their rotation of shows pay-per-views yeah i guess my the point i was trying to make with the forbidden door 2 all the way in the forbidden door the reason i don't really think they should have even bothered with the title matches on forbidden doors because you know like they're not going to change the titles and and the other matches they've set up like it could they could you're right like osprey and omega could uh, and either of those guys could probably win and same with danielson and okada I think I do think that they should have title matches on there, just as kind of a way to make it a special show. But it's all—I mean, it's already the New Japan crop. 
Well, yeah, but that's, know, that's, I don't want that's, the New Japan belt on it either. The IWGP US belt makes the most sense because that's already a crossover belt. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. You you could almost just build the whole stupid ass event around that, which they already should because it's Osprey and Omega. That's going to be the biggest match they can put on. Right. That'll probably be the main event anyway. Right. I just uh, you know it's one of those things, and, and then exactly like that's going to be the main event, so that means the two title belts of both companies won't be. So that doesn't mean that those aren't particularly like the U.S. belt's not more important than either of those. No. I'm sure the matches will still be good and interesting, but it's like they're again they're not gonna. <laughs> except th- it, it would think, be very funny the, if they. I did think that's that. the whole point of having those matches is just that the matches will be good because there's it's, it's part out. of what what like what you were saying that we know who's gonna win the matches. That's that's part of why it's like there's there's no point in even like doing a long build with these. It's just like oh, it's a special. That's true. Inner. A title match. At least it's better than doing the four way match they did for that IWGP last Ooh, year. Yeah, I'd way. I'd I mean, much, I'd, I'd much rather just have like a showcase S- Sonata versus J- versus Jungle Boy. Not match. a single four way match announced yet. Right. <laughs> it's, uh, well, think, uh, what a fucking idea. If you think Gato is like and if, singles match? And if they're gonna do one, just let it be a dumb random match. Just have it be the little guys, and they can jump around and whatever. Right. Sure. I don't know. They could do like a tag match. I think they're doing a tag match right. on Rampage or maybe next week. But that made me think that they might just do a singles match at the at the show. It should be a fun show, at least. Yes, I expect it. I expect it right. will be. I wonder if any more of the card is going to actually released. I guess they have another week. They might announce more tomorrow because that's when Rampage airs. But it's as as far as I know, it's just those. It's just those, those four. four. Yeah. Also, Collision. They do have the the first episode of Collision is this Saturday. I bet there will be some shit on there. You're right. I wonder if they're gonna get, do the punk match, dude. Punk, punk. He said he Kenta. has a lot to get off his chest. Punk versus Kenta. That would be pretty badass. I think Kenta should run in on Danielson. And just beat the shit out of him as well. Uh, but I I was gonna say there's just there's a lot. Still to be announced. I'm sure there's going to be plenty more matches announced. It's a four-match for card. <laughs> right. Uh, which, honestly, it would be pretty it's cool. Uh, <laughs> it's just like four 45-minute matches. I bet there'll be a women's match of some sort. Yeah, are they going to get Mercedes Monet on the show? Or no, she's no, injured. She's Never injured. Mind. I guess Willow Nightingale has this drama. That's why I was wondering if that that's just an easy one that's technically just like in their company. They could just do like Willow versus Tony Storm. True. Uh, I wonder if Jay and Juice will get I to feel do like it. I, I that's one thing I keep hearing people bring up when talking about Forbidden Door. Like, we should try to hope they're doing their best to get more women's matches on it this year and I'm just like there there aren't gonna be. How? It's like I don't. I don't think people realize Are they just this about put four match, women's that, matches on there. Who? Right. It's Ooh. not a stardom show. <laughs> New Japan doesn't have any women. It has yeah, literally I, I, one woman signed to the roster. <laughs> one. Right. It's like they're. They're. I'm sure they will put one on there because they because they have a a woman in their company that has a, a New Japan belt. So that's an easy one to do. One is fine. I guess FTR should wrestle somebody. I guess they could fight the Young Bucks because they're they're in the Empire. 
The Young Bucks are in the United. No, the because TJP and Akira oh, are oh, that's the Young Bucks are yeah, in yeah. The, the the Elite with Kenny. I I, I thought you meant FTR. And Everyone like, loves why? this storyline. FTR will probably be on there doing something, fighting someone. I'm sure there'll be some like six man tags, eight man tags. We gotta get Sting on the tags. show. Yeah, Sting will be on there. Sting and Jericho are gonna fight each other for the first time ever, apparently. I mean, he does have like ten years on him. Yes, but it's, that's still just kind of crazy to think about. Uh, fucking Sting, he's just gonna like he's, he's gonna, gonna jump be, off a balcony. Yeah, he's again. gonna keep doing until no. he dies. Why? Wasn't that last year's Forbidden Door that he made the entrance off the top of the entryway? He, like, jumped on top of the Young Bucks at LP. Yeah, that was something else. <laughs> Be more like Jokic. Yeah. Sting. Because it would have been Ozzy Open and FTR, I bet. But uh, then Ozzy Open signed with AEW. Yeah. So never mind. But we'll see. I, I bet they'll... There will be, will Umino be will be on the show. He was way over last year. Who would you say? Umino. Oh, yeah. Hey, B. Him and Mox got to do something together because they're butt buddies. Right. Hmm. I hate when you use that word. <laughs> I'm allowed to use it. <laughs> well, so I don't there'll, care. There will be more things announced in the next couple of days on their next couple of shows. And they have one more dynamite before them. And collision. And collision. That's well, yeah. That's what I was saying. In the next couple of days, we'll see if that show's any good. We, it'll be intriguing. I mean, not that one show. The show in general. Well, we will see. Maybe they should. They should just shouldn't do these pay per views anymore. Just only do the pay per view or only do the shows. Still have the big events. Mm-hmm. But just, like, don't even bother with pay-per-view anymore. Just make the TV shows better. <laughs> I have, I'm it's s- a stupid suggestion. It's They're in such a weird, weird place right now that I'm just like, I don't even know what to expect. They s- yeah, it, well... It's and just it's like the, the weekly... I think the weekly show is very up and down. Um, Like, overall, it's it's very inconsistent right now. Because sometimes, it, sometimes it'll be like like this week's episode. I thought was like pretty fun. But what if there were two more hours of it? I don't. I don't will know. that make it better? I don't. I don't know. We will <sighs> see. We'll see what 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 does Punk got? Can he wrestle without hurting himself? He's got attitude. That's for sure. He's got spunk. He's got the spunk. He is spunky. And on the and I like it. He's and on the the WWE side of things, Jey Uso still has not made a decision. Coward. He's got to make a choice between his brother or his cousin. Yeah, and his his little brother, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> is he gonna go with Jimmy or Roman? Pull the trigger, man. We're probably gonna go with Jimmy, I assume. I hope so. That would that would be a. They the ones. They the ones. They truly the ones. They're having money in the bank in a few weeks. 
we got winning the money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the men's one is full unless they they can do whatever they want. They write the show, but <laughs> I, oh. they, have, they have six people. They have Santos Escobar, Butch, Damian Priest, L.A. Knight, Ricochet, and Shinsuke Nakamura. Two guys who's going to jump around on some ladders. Yeah, it should be pretty fun. It's not. I kind of like six guys. Feels like it's not too many. It feels like it, it'd be easier yeah. for them to just like put in ten. So it's like okay, it's, it's a battle not, royal ladder match, right? <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Butch will be featured well. He's a. He's True. They're they're in. They're going to be in England, in, oh, yeah, in London right. for this one. Where is he from exactly? I don't. Know. I'm not sure. No idea. <laughs> ooh, ooh. He's from the UK. Ooh. I think that LA Knight is going to win the briefcase. Mm-hmm. That's my pick. That seems fun. That seems like it'd be fun. Could be pretty cool. Fans are super behind him. I like him a lot. Damien Priest is probably the other like favorite. I think people yeah, people definitely. would be pretty yeah. shocked if like if Butch or if Butcher Santos won. I think Ricochet. That they, <laughs> Ricochet would be crazy. Shinsuke could be pretty cool. New Japan as legend well. Ricochet. Yes. <laughs> yes. You Left guys don't remember that day on Twitter. No. Osprey Ricochet oh. match. People were pissed. Making a mockery of the history of the product. Bunch of fucking dancers just doing backflips. I have not watched that match. It's certainly not my favorite. <laughs> it is a little too much of the jumping around for sure. me, but it's very well executed. Yes. I'm sure they're it's a little over determined. They're both talented yeah. guys. They're both good at what they're doing. It's just that it's not done in a way I care that much about. <laughs> right. On the women's like side of Money powers. in the Bank, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be Becky Lynch, yeah. Zoe Stark, yeah, Zelina Vega, okay. Bailey, and Io Sky, and one more Up person to be determined. Not Bianca. I don't think so. I guess it's it could be. be Rhea Ripley. <laughs> she wins the briefcase. She bri- cashes in on Asuka. <laughs> she wins the other title, and she's just got both of them. And, the, and it's all over now. <laughs> Fuck you. The, they've unveiled new belts for pretty much everyone because they did the the new one for that Seth won at yeah. the Champions, and then they unveiled a new one for Roman that is just like the ones that he already had, but it's got a gold plate. Right. Instead of the the red or the black or the blue. And then they unveiled a new one for Asuka that looks just like Roman's, but with a white strap. Ooh, okay. But, like and then strap. when they unveiled it, we had the the return for the first time since WrestleMania of Charlotte Flair. Yeah. It's coming back to challenge Asuka. They're having that one the night before Money in the Bank, the last SmackDown okay. before. That should be pretty cool. Hopefully, Oscar wins. Right. <laughs> Charlotte just does what she does and comes back and wins. Yeah, that would be annoying. But she did exactly what she did to Ronda in December. <laughs> what else is going on? Then they, they did the same thing for Rhea. But hers is also, it, it looks like Seth's belt, but with a with a white strap. So they don't have the specific the Raw Women's yeah. Champion or SmackDown Women's Champion. Which makes sense. I think it's just that... I think Asuka's is the WWE Women's Champion and Rhea's is the Women's World Champion. Right. Yeah. 
<clears throat> which I think is better than just having is. it be for the shows. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, especially is. since they had the they they were on the wrong brands. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Exactly. They got swapped. <laughs> they had to. I think a, a lot of a lot of people are s- still freak out because they don't like the way that the belts yeah, look sure. or whatever. And I kind of have stopped caring what belts look like in general. As soon as when New Japan switched to the World Heavyweight and did it, and I was just like, yeah, who cares? It's just the guy who's on top. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter who fucking or what it fucking looks like at this point. And also, the history is all still there. Shut up, yeah, nerds. You can still go watch the matches. They're they are doing Cody and Dominic at Money in the Bank. <laughs> nice. <laughs> hell, hell yeah! I can't That's wait. So funny. <laughs> I'm really I'm really hoping that they can bring in Brandy and do Cody and Brandy versus Dom and Rhea. <laughs> They don't have anything for Rhea to do yet. She hasn't done anything since she killed Natty. Yeah, when does she get, she's got to have another woman to beat up. Yeah, I don't know. I guess we'll see who wins the money in the bank. I guess I never picked anyone. Uh, I don't know. EO. I'll pick EO sure. to win the briefcase for the women's. Unless their sixth member is a, a ringer. See that your boy Clark Connors has a tag, the junior tag team championship match at one of these New Japan, the very funny New Japan Strong Independence Day uh, show that's in Japan yeah, on July 4th. It's so funny. Really? It's that old, it's all Japan, that old uh, Gore Vidal line about England is also true about Japan now. Which is, it's not much of a country, but it's a lovely American Air Force base. Uh, yeah, I just love it. They're having back-to-back Clark and Hall shows on the 4th and 5th of July for Independence Day. That has all the American guys on it. John Adams. Because it's like the strong roster. People are going to be reading from Thomas Paine. Yeah, it's going to be very, very cool. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna the say the pledge of allegiance at this thing. You know what I wanted to mention? We this might be fodder for like a different day, but I am just so anti singing patriotic songs at sporting events, and not because of any political ideology one way or the other, just because it everyone we've got is the wrong vibe. Yeah, it sucks. Okay? America the Beautiful is a little bit better than the Star Spangled Banner, but as far as songs go, I'd rather listen to Hava Nagila on the organ. They should do the International Players Anthem. They should. They should do something. They could do anything except that. And what made me think of it is the other the other weekend I watched this like very mid boxing pay per view in Detroit, and the whole thing they were selling it on was was boxing in Detroit is back, and it was not well attended. And uh, but at the beginning of the main event, they had Motown legends before tops come out and sing the national anthem and it was unbearable they fucked up so bad that's awesome uh 
It was it was unlistenable. You always gotta love a trash. Uh, we the guy I was watching it with rewound it because <laughs> we didn't have it on very loud, and we were like, "What the fuck?" And then we rewound it and turned it up. Is it like Fergie bad? Yeah, but it's four guys at once. They, I yeah, don't think they, just they can, don't have it anymore. I don't think they can hear each other. Their voices aren't what they used. They're it's four Brian Wilsons. Just just struggling through the songs. Croaking croaking along. Like Bob Dylan. Good for Bob. He sounds great. Um He's always sounded like that. He hasn't sounded like this. I'm, I'm kidding. It's always the same. I gotta suck your dick. <laughs> Is that what he's saying? It no, now? he's not saying that at show now. <laughs> That'd be funny though. Did you see the last thing that it went viral that he said at a show that he said uh, he said Rambo: Last Blood is his favorite movie ever. I'm sorry, who said that? Bob Dylan. Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, at a show. That's, r- a, that's just a guy who's been trolling since 1960. Yeah, I know. He's, a, he's the master. He's just, yeah, Rambo Last Blood. His that's newest cool. book is... is the where he goes to Mexico? Yeah. It's the super racist Yeah, book. that's like the insane... Well, I guess race. they're all racist. It's just that... That, that, that one's it, a little more text. Actually, the first one isn't racist. Well, yeah, the f- that's the that's the thing of the Rambo franchise. First it's like one's the first great. Death Wish. Yeah, first one's great. Uh, that was funny. Someone sent me an old uh, advertisement for like the uh, the Nixon administration had made for the Environmental Protection Agency. Oh, yeah, with Charles Bronson, and he's like pointing at you, and he's like, "Good guys don't let people. Good guys don't." People waste uh, natural resources. <laughs> and it's like Death Wish is a movie about a guy that just murders people. Yeah, he's very sad. Is he a good guy? But it, well, his family gets raped. Yeah, but he doesn't even kill those guys. Yeah, he just kills some guys. He does. So this is all my problem: is in Death Wish, his family gets raped, and he just starts killing other people. And then in Death Wish 2, he has a whole new family because he moved to Chicago to get away from all the New York stuff. And they get murdered. Right. But it's like, that's a pretty quick turnaround on a family. You can just... I uh, guess Rambo does the same thing. Just watch uh, Rolling Thunder. Yeah. That's the good version of this. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Rolling Thunder, now what a picture. What a pick. Nothing important, probably. We could probably kind of wrap it up. Good eye. All right, bye, folks. We're going to go now, and you're going to eat my food.